It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No. We're gonna watch and listen. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Grizzly on the Hunt. Well, our guest uh, this evening is having a little technical difficulties here backstage. He'll be with us momentarily. How's everybody doing? Uh, I'm doing just fine. I've been busy uh, all day today. We've been doing some live shows and uh, other things, working on our case tomorrow, our uh, missing person cases. Hello, FDL Paranormal. Welcome to the show. Hello, hello. We've got a special guest coming on here momentarily. Uh, so, yes, doing well. Thank you. Uh, how's it over there across the pond? Hopefully everything is going well. So, cannot complain. Uh, doing well. Uh, last show was about Dogman. Uh, the gentleman uh, grew up with Dogman on his property uh, since he was 12 years old. His parents knew, and uh, evidently uh, his other parents knew as well. So very interesting how that was good. Yeah, I'm doing very good, and, and I know you've been busy. Looking forward to our show next week with you, FDL Paranormal. Uh, let's see here. Our guest is calling me. Hello, Bob Perry. Greetings from Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, greetings from Northern Kentucky backwoods. Uh, let me see what's going on here with our guest. Uh, hello there. Can you hear me? Yeah, just, just, uh, click the mic button and you'll be fine. Yeah, it'll, it'll automatically join you. We're live. We're waiting on you right now. All right. Bye-bye. All right. We're working out the little things. Uh, that was him live on the telephone. So we're uh, he should be clicking in any second. So sorry about that. Hello, Bob. Welcome. Uh, I'm from northern Kentucky, backwoods, sipping on my northern Kentucky tea that I personally made myself. But yeah, Dogman. Uh, now this one, we got an interesting guest coming up, John. Uh, he's got some stories. Uh, all right, let's see. He's starting to come in. It says device is not connected. He's kind of like tiptoeing into the studio. So what else is going out there in Facebook land? Hello, Catherine. Welcome to the show. Welcome back. Hello, hello. Glad that you can join us. We're waiting for our guest to come on. He's having a little bit of issues with uh, his technology here. Uh, I don't know if it's software related or not, but we're working on that. So any good uh, sightings out there, uh, Bigfoot or cryptid related going on out in the world? Uh, oh, so you and your husband is visiting Louisville next week, uh, next month. Wow, never been to Kentucky. Uh, it's going to be very interesting. Now, a lot of people say Louisville, Louisville, Louisville. There's different many ways you can say that. But yeah, so uh, Louisville is very interesting. I can say that. Kentucky is very interesting. Yes, uh, I just moved recently from Lexington, Kentucky, back to northern Kentucky, my hometown, uh, from Indiana uh, to Kentucky, back to northern Kentucky. So yes. 
So uh, I see him trying to get in. So let me kick him, see if he can get back in. So any sightings out there? Any uh, new stories, encounters going on out there in the world? I know FDL Paranormal, he's been busy with his investigations across the pond. Uh, Catherine, you're going to have to let me know when you get here in Kentucky. Uh, are y'all going to be visiting any special locations or family, or are y'all going to be on investigations? Uh, there's a lot of places you can go, a lot of parks, uh, National Boone Forest, and other places. Uh, it's very interesting to go, that you can go squatching. Uh, other places as well that's known to go and sightseeing too along the way depends on which way you're coming from so yeah absolutely that's interesting so what else is going on i mean you're all awful quiet tonight visiting two friends into may well that's just right around the corner that's yeah so because this is what april 20th so yeah so that's the next month couple of weeks yeah so not even a month away that's awesome you'll love it here you'll love it there so you're coming right after Derby, I think, then. So you're going to miss all the traffic and all that good stuff. Yeah. Nothing like the Kentucky Derby here. That is a very unique experience here in Kentucky. I can assure you that. All the parades and festivals that we have here, the steamboat races and so forth. So what's going on in La La Land out there? Any more encounters or stories are you hearing from your neighbors? So this guy on the last show uh, took him a lot of years to come forward to talk about his dogman encounter. A lot of years. Uh, saw him so much that he never actually ever, well, look who's here. I made it. <laughs> there we go, ladies and gentlemen. Midnight Squatchers <laughs> made it to the show. We are here. Welcome. All you right. know, I... Hey, I'm sorry about that. We updated a few things on the phone and put a block on a lot of my apps, including this one. Oh, gotcha, so, gotcha. Yeah, so well, I thought that means, you know, we've all been there and fumbled around, and here we are. Hey, man, <laughs> we, we call those gremlins, right? So welcome to the <laughs> show, it. everybody. This is Midnight Squatchers. This is John. Uh, why don't you introduce yourselves and tell everybody what you do and everything and uh, take it over. Sure, and I think we're a little off here, but we'll deal with it tonight. Uh, my name is John Montoya. This is April Gable, my lady, and uh, we love paranormal, squatching, and a little bit of anything out there that has a, that, that goes bump in the night. Uh, we're, I'm out of California originally, Northern California. April's uh, from, Minnesota. from Minnesota here, so uh, we got together 23 years ago this August, and uh, she was in the wow. same things I do, so we've been... As a team going out and a few other people, and we uh, try to find anything that's spooky and abnormal or anything that goes bump in the night, we're here. Yeah, isn't that the truth? I mean, you know what? I mean, so what got you interested, you all, into the field, into the paranormal? What got you all started? Well, for me personally, I'm trying to get us in here. Let me move over just a hair because I didn't have time to set this up. For okay. me personally, um, since the 60s, I've always watched every horror flick out there. My mom was big on that. She read Fate magazines, uh, which is out, based out of St. Paul here, uh, since the 40s, late 40s. And I always used to eyeball them, watch all the creature features out in the West Coast. And, uh, you know, of course, Patterson, Patterson uh, Gimlin film, uh, you know, just everything that's out there on the, you know, the old shows. And I was always interested in it, although I did have a paranormal ex experience back when I was, uh, you know, about seven years old where I seen an apparition. That really 
piqued my interest after that on pretty much every aspect. Oh, wow. So what happened with that? Well, I, I had a flu one night and had an accident and my dad was sleeping, uh, you know, back then in the early seventies, uh, we slept on a big king size, old Victorian house an old, uh, we had a double, you know, on a big king side bed and me and my right. brother was sleeping on that. That's the way the kids were back then. So my dad was right across the hallway on the second story and, uh, uh, you know, house and, uh, he was sleeping on the floor. He was a sergeant in World War II. So he woke up fast over anything. And I had a stomachache and uh, he yelled for my dad and he helped me get downstairs and change. And I got back to bed and he washed down my pajamas and threw over an old chair I had there. So um, basically, I went back to bed for about a half hour and I couldn't really get to sleep. And they were snoring. My brother was snoring. And uh, the pajamas had fell down on my face and they were damp. So I, uh, I thought my brother did it. So I woke up and yelled for him and he was out. Then I looked at my dad and he was snoring on the floor, just out, just totally out. Then I had that funny feeling like everybody gets at times where something's watching me. So I looked in the doorway and there was an outline of a lady and it looked like an older, like Victorian dress, like an old dress, skinny from the waist. You know how they beat out back in the right, day, right. but it was all bright yellow. There was no, it's just like a shadowy yellow figure. And if you look down a hot road on a summer day, how it waves. Yeah, that mirage. Kind of like me doing the wave like my break yeah. dancing. That's the way she was floating there, just like that. And a bright orangish yellow light, just out, just a figure, just sitting there floating around like that. And I uh I couldn't talk. I tried to yell for my dad, nothing close my eyes, nothing would come out for about 10 seconds. And when I did let a holler out, my dad just you know woke up real quick and what's going on, you know? And I told him, there, there's a lady standing in the doorway and Kind of looked at me and said, oh, you're sick. You know, you'll be okay. You're probably hallucinating. Just go back to bed. It'll be fine. And he didn't know what to think, you know. But uh, I know what I seen, and I know what I th I think. It was freaky. Right. I, tell you that. I, mean, I, I, did, I don't like waking up at 2, 3 in the morning after having a stomachache. And then almost had a double stomachache after seeing <laughs> this thing. You know? Right. I know. But, right? uh, but that's what kind of got me started. And uh, in the 70s, as kids, too, we played the Ouija board once in a while because, you know, oh, there was a game. Oh, my gosh, ladies and gentlemen, he did not say the Ouija I, board. Yeah. <laughs> I he mean, I didn't play with it Ouija every board. day, but we did have one. And we would play with that once in a while. We were playing the dark, you know, scary games. And I always think about it now because this is the 70s and someone had brought that over a couple of times and I always thought did that conjure up something. I don't know. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> when somebody says Ouija board, you know what Grizzly thinks? Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> yeah. The first thing I'm going to grab, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be my holy water. There you go. After, uh, you know, hey, let me tell you something. Sprinkle that uh, on me. <laughs> I will douse it. We go on investigations, <laughs> you will be wet, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is a young age. So I eventually, uh, we, we didn't live there too long. We were there maybe a, a year and a half. And there were some odd things that came up, you know, after that, where my brother would sleepwalk, which he never did. He's my older brother. When, when I have him, he would sleepwalk and, uh, and walk down, the, you know, from the second floor, down the fridge, make a baloney sandwich, take a bite, leave it on the table and fall asleep on the couch downstairs, which never made any sense. But we moved out of that house a year and a half later. Um, nothing ever happened. Wow. So, and I don't think it was anything negative. Uh, now, you know, looking back at it, uh, somebody just maybe 
was in love with their place and just wanted to say hi. Although the wrong time to do it when you're having a stomachache. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that is definitely a sign. So what yeah. about you? So what got you involved into the paranormal, ma'am? Well, I uh, saw all my family members. I was in a bad accident when I was 16. Yeah. And I and I was in a coma for three and a half months. I'm blind though and I got 30 39% of my uh, brain removed, you know, from uh, a blood clot that was on my brain. I had to learn how to walk and talk and do everything all over again. Well, anyway, uh, I was in my coma and I woke up out of it and and I could see I could see me there in in front of you know in the bed and uh, and my parents were you know looking around at me you know wanting me to wake up and I saw my my uh, my all my family members that I knew you know from uh, pictures and people I knew that passed on and they all looked at me and they go April it's not your time you have to get back in bed and wake up and do what you got to do. You know, wow. it's not your time. And I'm like, okay. So I did that and with a slow, slow recovery, man, I had a lot of stuff to do, but I did it. And I'm, I drive because of my daddy and, well, that is awesome. And all that, you know. So I mean that that's that's actually incredible because we hear stories about this all the time, ladies and gentlemen, where you know people see themselves outside their bodies, looking back into themselves and seeing their loved ones around them, and asking, you know, what should I do and what should I do? And people tell them, hey, it's not your time. You know, you need to you need to go back. You, you need to do what you need to do to go back. And it's wild to hear that. So, I mean, yeah, that really resonates home to a lot of people that's probably watching. So uh, I'm glad I'm glad you're here. It is a miracle. Yes, uh, uh, that is Thank one you. heck of an experience. Uh, now, when they say that they investigate things that go bump in the night, they are being modest, okay? They investigate a lot more things that go bump in the night. So let's <laughs> let's dive into this. So what other things do y'all investigate? Well, I like Fruit Loops, uh, check cereal. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> he did not just drop the mic on me on my show. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, so, uh, yeah, you know, uh, we, uh, I mainly, I, I mean, I, I love the Bigfoot lore and phenomena and all everything that happens with that subject. So uh, we, we do go out and uh, actively get in the woods quite a bit and um, pedal around and see what we can find. And we find some stuff. I mean, I don't, a lot of structures, which I don't contribute to them. I didn't see them build them. Uh, some of them are in odd places. Some of them are, yeah, you know, it could be just someone out there in the woods playing around off the beaten path. But, uh, uh, you know, dog man, Bigfoot, ghosts. Uh, should I even go out in the backyard and look for aliens if I see a chance to, you know, with some of my gadgets. But uh, I just love to get out there and investigate anything that's cryptid or something of the unknown, anything with the unknown. But Bigfoot right. is my, uh, Bigfoot is my uh, go-to uh, subject when I'm out and uh, right. doing my paranormal 
and and the ghost hunting, I, I like to do that too. I mean, it's but the Bigfoot is my thing. That's that's why I called myself the Midnight Squatchers. We just love, and I'm usually the reason I got that name because I'm a late nighter. So when I go out, I don't even start looking around usually till after eleven. I might go around here and there during the day, camp out, eat, and I start looking at that witching hour, thinking, okay, it's getting late. After ten, I might have some activity, so I get out there and walk them woods. Uh, you know, usually to about three in the morning, a little after, and then we're back. And I know we talked earlier about uh, being out there and hearing something. I'm like, okay, well, the car's a little bit away. Our camp's a little bit away. Um, I guess we just have to hoof it back slowly and keep our eyes peeled. But it's it's unnerving when you're out deep in the woods and you hear something or something startles you because you can't just say, beam me up, Scotty. That ain't going to happen. Right, right. Isn't you know, that the you, truth? You when you're out there, that. you're in it for the long haul. I mean, that's it. It's yeah, you yeah. and the woods. Right. That That is correct. And Laurel says, I believe, I do believe, Laurel. I do believe. Uh, Laurel does believe because she has uh, activity at her place with somebody else I know. But, you know, when we talked earlier, it, it's it's amazing that how many people that do not believe, which is fine. You know, I do not sure. tell people uh, what to believe in tell people what not to believe in but i do say this if you don't believe that's fine no problem but the day that you do see one is the day that you're going to say gripply told you so (laughs) that's right yeah that's it be a hair a big hairy surprise for them yeah that is correct and and, and that is right you know and and it's funny it's funny because a lot of people you know, the, the mind, the brain is such a protector of the human body. And sure. uh, a lot of people cannot comprehend what they see, you know, because we are told what is real and what is not as real. Sure. What we should believe in what we should not believe in. And when we first see this creature or animal or whatever you want to call beast, what not, you're like, no. And, and a lot of them either sold themselves, right, freak out, come down with PTSD, and they cannot go back in the woods, hunt, fish, hiking, camping. They cannot do that, eat, not nothing for the rest of their life. And they'll, yeah. they'll admit it to yeah. you. I cannot go back yeah. into the woods. I'm scared. I cannot go near the woods because of it. You know? So, sure. yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, it is real. People do get traumatized by it. And yes. there's people in Tennessee that will tell you that, hey, my friends will not come to my place because they are traumatized because they have seen them and they didn't believe me. And yes, they do not. They do not come back. So what do you say about that? Now, what do you, what are your beliefs in these? I mean, do you believe that they are very smart? Do you think they're I mean, what what do you think about them? Well, there's some intelligence to them. Uh, uh, I, I've never seen one, uh, I mean, up close and, you know, li- like you would an ape in a zoo, so you can kind of see the characteristics, what they do. Uh, I, I just know the one I've seen scared the hell out of me. But, uh, <laughs> I, I mean, uh, it's, uh, and, and again, I didn't go back in the woods for almost two weeks. I got the courage to go back out because I love the outdoors. But it does put a little bit of a, a scare factor into you where you don't want to go back out. But getting back to that, I, I think they're they're intelligent. I believe they're uh, type eight. I believe in flesh and blood. I mean, I'm open-minded to everything. I don't want to say that's all I believe in. 
Uh, I believe that uh, anything's possible because I've been proven wrong many a times. I'm not wrong much. I hate to say that, but uh, there is times when you are. But I, I think they're in the flesh and blood. I'm in the flesh and blood camp, uh, camp of that. Uh, you know, the aliens bring them down here. They travel in out of portals. I never seen that. So, uh, I mean, it's it's always possible. But I, I believe that they're just a, a generative ape that has evolved along the track and had been here alongside us for many, many years and have eluded us. I, you know, over the years, I think they're populating more and that's why you begin to uh, have more encounters. And of course we all got gadgets now, which is nice. And right. we're building, we're building in places where we've never built, you know, built in before. And some of these uh, right. are creeping into areas where, you know, there was no human trace. It was just unpopulated. As we creep into the areas, you get bears coming down through people's, you know, yards now because we're invading their territory where they live. And I think that's why we're having right. more encounters with them. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I totally agree with you. Now, now here's the deal, okay? Now, and this is where Grizzly comes in. Now, mm -hmm. I will not tell you what to believe. I will not tell you what I believe, what you should believe, right? Now, mm -hmm. you and I have been around the block for years, right? So you yeah. have your encounters. I have mine. We interview people. We know what we've been told. Now, how can I tell somebody that it is a flesh and blood when somebody else says it's not, and they have different encounters, okay? Mm -hmm. Now, there are things out there that we cannot answer. There are things out there that happens that we cannot respond to with answers. So to tell somebody you cannot believe in something or a certain thing in a certain way, you cannot do that. Um, you cannot tell somebody they're wrong. There is no expert in this field, and that's the way I believe it, right? I 100%. Mean, now, does little Johnny run around in an ape suit drunk in the middle of the night in, in the woods causing havoc and hell on people? You know, yes, I do believe that there are fakes and hoaxers. Yes, that happens. There's a few. Yeah, I know. Do people fake the, the tracks and footprints? Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that happens. The YouTube videos, yes, that happens. Okay, we know that. Let's get that out of the way. But what <laughs> do you do when you're actually out there way off the beaten trail and there's no human around and you look down and you see this track and you follow this track and out of nowhere it disappears in the middle of a field and it's gone. Explain that. That's unexplainable. And I've heard this many a times. As you said, we've been on the block a few times and I have no explanation for it. I mean, did, did something come by like a UFO and beam them up? Or did they jump up in a tree and start swinging like Tarzan and then come back down? I mean, that's a possibility too, just to get away so you wouldn't follow their tracks. Are they, are they trying to mislead you? So you, you, you don't, I mean, there's all kinds of theories out there. Uh, all right. I'm uh, gonna get I, I don't know. I'm going to get my mic and put it up in my mouth. Now, I somebody told me the other day, Grizzly, they backtrack. I'm like, do what? They're like, yeah, they backtrack in their steps to fool you. I'm like, come on, sir. Now, I know they're intelligent. <laughs> and I didn't mean to laugh. But I'm like, they're yeah. not going to backtrack. Okay? They're, they're, they're very intelligent. I'm, I give them credit for that. Yes, they are intelligent. Because if yeah. something can walk around that big, that tall, that heavy, without being seen, right? Now, we know, both of us know, they can manipulate electronics. We know that. We know, beyond a reasonable doubt, they know where the trail cameras are, mm -hmm. right? We, we tried. 
uh, people still try. And every time somebody comes up with a picture, what do they say? Here comes another blob squab. Oh, my God. It's another fake. It's a hoax, right? Do they? Do they not? So they, they do. They do. Yeah, they do, yeah. right? Yeah, they do. So they should. I, and, and, yeah. and I try to tell people, okay, you're out there with your iPhone 14 Pro Max. You're walking along hunky-dory, and you're picking more on mushrooms, because right now is the time of season in this part of the state. And you look up, and you see this 12-foot gorilla, eight-man, hairy man, whatever you want to call it, staring at you. You're going to stand there and say, hey, man, don't move, brother. I'm going to take a picture and snap it. You're <laughs> right. crazy. You right. are crazy. First thing in your mind is like, what in the world am I looking at? Secondly, uh -huh. you're not worried about taking a picture. And when you are not trying to take a picture, you know, you hit that button. It takes a split second for that picture to take. So as you're trying to take that picture as you're running, it, you already got a blur. So right. Go figure. Right. Go figure. I'm 100% on board with that. I mean, you go out and just take your regular cell phone and go out in your yard. There's squirrels everywhere around this country. And get one running from you and, and pull out your phone and snap a shot of it and see what that it looks like. That is a good point. You made and a I'll good tell you point. what. When I had my encounter back in the 90s, all I had was a one, you know, mid nineties. All I had was a one ten camera. Do you think I was going to go right. to the glove box when this thing started to sway and grunt at me and say, "Hold on, Mister Bigfoot"? Now, yeah. just a little more to the right, a little more to the left. Got it. Right, right. <laughs> I doubt that's going to happen. The only thing on my mind was, let's get the heck out of here now. Yeah, yeah right. right. I mean, and yeah, that was my I'm, mind. It just said later. You know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, tell me, I know, and everybody, you know, no matter what picture, ladies and gentlemen, we get, <clears> no matter what video is presented, it's never going to be good enough. I don't care what anybody says. And they're always said, well, we want a body. Well, that's not going to be good enough either. It's not, <laughs> you know, nothing's ever good enough for nobody. I'm sorry. You, you, you got know? your skeptics out there. They'll always discount anything you have. Some of them might even seen one personally. I still disbelieve it. They don't want to believe it at all. It's just not in their system, you know? Yeah, because they're going to say, you know what? That was Grizzly running across the highway in the eight. I guarantee <laughs> you what they're going to say. I guarantee yeah. you. But, you know, with, with seriousness, though, but, you know, people do see things. And yeah. we're talking, you know, people, politicians. We're talking doctors. We're talking police officers. I mean, we're talking everyday citizens. And I realized, you know, being in this phenomenon and talking and interviewing people and going out and doing my own research and looking at my own tracks, that I noticed that a lot of these people that own farmland, it goes back to where these kids are raised with these families, the Sasquatches know about it. And they're mm -hmm. like, yeah, well, they've been here for generations. And my grandparents and grandparents knew about it. And we grew right. up with them. And we were told not to go on this side of the farm. And, right. uh, and yeah. it's like, what? They're like, yeah, yeah I, I can go out my back door and, and, I, and I, I get them. I'm like, what? And they're like, yeah, I'll go out there and I'll make noises. And they echo back and they mimic me. And I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah, watch this. And they go outside with <laughs> their phone and they're making noise. And then, and then it does it back. And I'm like, you're crazy. And like, I, I was like, aren't you afraid? I'm like, no, I got goats. I've got chickens. I've got dogs and they don't hurt them. I'm like, what? And I'm like, <laughs> you know, we always hear the negative things, you know. Now, I say it's the hold, hold my beer moment, right? Now, hold my beer. I'm going to go do this. You're crazy. That's like me telling John, <laughs> hold my beer. I'm going to go pet this lion out in the middle of this field. You're crazy. I'm not doing that. 
I'm right. not taking chances, right? Right, but, I got, got to understand. <laughs> yeah, but people actually live alongside these things. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not I, that brave. Yeah. I am scared of things. I am a man. I, I will admit my faults. Yes, I am. Now, with that being said, there are things I cannot answer that I've seen and people seen just like you have. You know, there's things that we cannot explain. But to an average person that does never have experienced things, what do you call this stuff you see in the woods? These signs that are left by these Bigfoots or Sasquatches. What what are these? Yeah, I, you know, I, I, that's kind of a little bit new in the way. I've seen them around for years, the glyphs they claim to see. I, I run into them all the time. I just really discount them because I thought, you know, we were out the other day, yeah. and we were down. We've seen this little structure, and and I go, oh, look, there's an A. <clears throat> Excuse me. I go, there's an A. I go, oh, it's April. Well, they must be trying to tell us something. <laughs> um, you know, to each their own. I'm just still kind of, well, I don't know. Sticks can fall down, land in certain ways. Now, right. if it spelled out my name, my nickname, J.D., or Johnny, my, my original birth name, which I go by <laughs> John, that right. might pique my interest a little bit saying okay that's that's not normal but i'm not sure i I don't know i mean some of them are interesting i got i gotta tell you that but uh the glyphs i'm not sure i I don't know what to think of that yet i'm still kind of on the fence well i tell you what ladies and gentlemen we'll be right back after this commercial break and we're gonna dive deep into this so stand by Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Grizzly on the Hunt with the Midnight Squatchers with John Montana. Uh, this is brought to you by Don Widener with Western Kentucky Bigfoot Paranormal Investigations, LLC. My good buddy there. Thank you, sir. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, in the woods, you see these tree bendings. You see right. these, yeah. you know glyphs whatever you want to call them rock formation sticks i mean what what are they trying to tell us again i've seen i know when i was out in the redwoods in the west coast where i'm born and raised uh we were hiking in the early 90s and i ran into one of these tp structures and back then i was still leery to them i kind of heard about them but never really actually seen one and this thing was a good 12 to 15 feet high which didn't wow. make any sense in the middle of nowhere. I mean, this is the redwoods. It was a little bit of a clearing. It was kind of towards the 
the corner of that little clearing, about a hundred foot clearing that we ran into, like a little meadow. And it was back in the corner, kind of by the corner there by the redwoods. And uh, I was gonna walk over to it, but we had a dog with us. Uh, my boy was young back then, and a friend of mine, he was visiting from Mexico, uh, spoke, spoke broken English, and he asked me, Johnny, what's that? And I said, I don't know. I think I know what it is. He goes, Bigfoot? And I said, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but the dog started getting that whimpering and kind of wanting to go and circling him and tangling him up on his legs. I said, I think we better just keep going. And he, he didn't really get it because he wasn't a Bigfoot researcher. or He didn't really know too much, but just seen him on TV. When that dog started whimpering, I thought, yes. And you get that feeling like something's watching you. I figured I'm just going to leave that right where it's at. Because we were down for about an eight-mile hike, and we're about four miles wow. into it. So yeah. You're not yeah. going to, uh, again, some of the places I go, you're not just going to hop in your car and leave. Right. So, right. Uh, but, you know, what they are, I don't know. Do these creatures build little structures? Do, uh, do they live in caves? I think they they possibly could over the years that I've been, uh, you know, following and researching. I, I think they do. Now, what type of structures? I don't know. I mean, I've, I've ran into a lot of them. Some are small, some are big. Uh, but, you know, can I say for definitively that it, definitely that they are uh, made by Bigfoot? I didn't see them pick up the twigs and make them. So, no, I can't. But it's a possibility. You know, a lot of things are possibilities. And I do agree with you. Now, the theory is, from what I've been told, is that the bigger the structure are, the bigger the Bigfoot are, right? So the smaller mm -hmm. ones are usually the juveniles practicing or mimicking the parents. Now, is mm -hmm. that true? I do not know. Welcome, West Coast Dogman Project. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, <laughs> hey, so, how you doing there? Yeah. So uh, I don't know. Uh, I've never seen them make it. Uh, you know, I mean, growing up, uh, deer hunting, uh, I never forget walking into an area and my dad was like, son you smell that i'm like yeah I'm like we just missed a herd of deer and, I'm, and now today i'm like dad that was not a herd of deer we just missed i'm telling you i know what that was now we just missed something that was very big and we lucked out we didn't see it so uh that, that's a big difference yeah. between a deer smell and a bigfoot so i'm sorry ladies and gentlemen there is now yeah. with that being said you know if people are like okay grizzly you know, 10, 12 feet tall. How can something like that walk through the woods? Well, people that deer hunt is a prime example. Moose hunt, elk hunt, whatever you hunt. You can be sitting out in the woods and not paying attention and look up and there's that big doe or that big buck that just walks out of nowhere. And you never heard it walk up to you. Now, there's other times where you can hear like an elephant come right at you and you can feel the ground shake, but you don't see nothing. Now explain that. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable that something that size j just can sneak right up and you wouldn't even know they're there. I mean, I, I think that happens more than you than people even realize it. You know, I, I probably walked by many of them and didn't even know they were there, you know, other than right. the wood get quiet. I've never really smelt something terrible. That's one thing out of all the years – even when I had my encounter, I didn't smell none of that. I have ran into something that stunk like hell out, out in the woods, but I just couldn't contribute to anything. I didn't see any rustling of the woods or being pebbled like we have before, but uh, it did smell awful, I'll tell you that. But, you know, couldn't say for certain what it was.
Yeah. Now, April and, had an encounter where she actually had this thing, and she could tell you about it a little bit where it peeked up in the window, but she had smelt that. And it something that I have, but she had smelt the uh, horrible oh, smell before. I got to I gotta hear this, April. I got to hear I, this. Well, I was uh, with my ex at the time, and we were going to go to Florida. Well, we made a pit stop in uh, Georgia. It was a timeshare. And we went uh, down a long driveway, and it was raining and storming real bad. Uh -huh. And we went to get our key, which we got that, and we opened up our cabin. Well, on the way to the cabin, we smelled this really bad, you know, stench. We thought, okay, no one took out the garbage, right? right. Well, we went into the cabin, got settled in. My, And he went in, took a shower, whatever, and hung out, whatever. And I was in the uh, living room, texting my mom, telling her that I was, uh, you know, okay or whatever, and I'll call her later. But anyways, I heard a thump. And I'm like, well, what is going on? So I look up and, you know, in the, sh in the, uh, the, sh the uh, shutters on the outside yeah. were, were like going back and forth a little bit. Well, I thought, well, it's windy. It's, you know, it's going to be all right, you know. And all of a sudden, the shutter just came flying open on one side. And I saw this creature. And I didn't really know what to make of it at the time, you know, didn't really, I mean, I, I knew Bigfoot existed because of my, you know, great grandma and stuff, but right, right. I never seen one or whatever. So I seen it and it was, you know, black and it was wide and, and it had, uh, the eyes were like a red glowing eyes and, and it just looked in at me and just was like, I hear some more pounding and all of a sudden it just took off. Yeah, I would have dropped that. Oh, <laughs> I sat there and I was so quiet. My ex come out. He goes, "Why are you so quiet?" I go, "I'm just tired," you know. And he goes, "Why are you looking at? Why are you looking at that window like that?" I go, "The shutters blew open and stuff." And he goes, "Oh, there's nothing. You don't have to worry about it." And I said, "I said no. I just, I just don't like the sound of it, you know." So, anyways, he went outside to look around. He didn't see nothing. He went up on the patio and he went and shut the shutters and came back in and said, there's nobody out there. I don't know what you're thinking. I said, did I say there was something out there, you know? And he, and he goes, well, you know, you're acting weird and quiet, you know? And I said, I'm just tired. I took a shower and went to bed, you know, basically. I would have locked the door behind him and left him outside. <laughs> well, no that's what I told him. I know. I, I would have said, yeah, he was kind of a jerk, but that's why I'm not with him no more. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, don't, don't point at me. That's <laughs> the good we, one right here. That's right. That's right. Amen. So we hear <laughs> about this all the time that Sasquatch or Bigfoot, they they do. They peek in on people and, and they're they're like they're they're curious for some reason. Curiosity, sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, and uh I hear this all the time with people when I interview them, they just want to just see what's going on inside. And uh now I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, you peep into my home where I'm at. Uh yes, uh, we're gonna have some we're gonna have some issues, okay? So do not come around where I live and peep in my windows. So yeah. uh, beware. Uh, I do live in northern Kentucky and we do have guns here. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but no, they do. They they are they are curious creatures. And a lot of yep. people that live out of the country uh or live out in the woods, however you want to call it, in Tennessee, Georgia, Kentucky, whatever part of the country, 
they'll tell you, you know, they don't have TV. We are their entertainment. That's why they throw pebbles. That's why they throw acorns at us. That's why they mock us. You know, sure. they get a kick out mm -hmm. of it. I mean, have you all ever had that encounter where they throw stuff at you? Yes, yeah. uh, we were down in the Redwoods again. Uh, we were mm -hmm. visiting California back in 18. Uh, my mom had passed away, so the year before that. So I went back out there and uh, I had a place there. We were trying to finalize it. My brother bought me out of it. So I was kind of doing all that and visiting on vacation for a couple weeks. And uh, we went down uh, an area where I had my encounter. We went kind of around that area. And there was kind of two ways in and out of there, luckily, because I was going through an area. And there's small roads up in them redwoods. And um, we're looking around. Just It was about 2.30 in the afternoon, 3 o'clock. And uh, I said, I'm going to go back the other way, and we'll go back around and loop around the mountain. I just passed this road not less than five minutes ago, did a U-turn, came back down through, and there's this big 60-foot tree right across the pathway. Oh, wow. And I'm like, how the hell did that? And it wasn't, uh, you know, uh, an old r rotted out tree that just fell over. It wasn't windy. It was sunny. Yeah, it was just, you know, you know wow. low winds. So I thought, that's odd, you know, and I got off and we had a rental car. We had a, a, a <laughs> Kia. I, I, was, I, I was worried about that Kia. So I'm like, man, if I get stuck out here, that thing's going to be torn into pieces by a squash because there's not much holding them together. <laughs> but um, I, I turned around and I got off. I got it on film. And I started looking around. It just quickly filmed, you know, my phone. I go, this is odd, you know. And uh, all of a sudden, we had some pebbles being thrown at us, like handfuls. Like, and you hear it going. And they were little. And they, they, got, little. And they got bigger and, and bigger. Uh, I go, I looked around, and I'm not kidding you. You could see clear as, clear as can be. I mean, there was redwoods, but it wasn't a lot of undergrowth, so you could see through them. I didn't see nothing. And the first thing I thought was, it's a squatch messing with us, you know? That's what I thought, too. So I thought for sure, I only sat around there maybe about another five minutes because I was looking at this tree, looking around, trying to see what's thrown at me. I thought, maybe it's someone messing with me. And all of a sudden, some more rocks came flying around, you know, from the same side. But bigger. But they're a little bigger. And uh -oh. I thought, I looked mm -hmm. around, and you start getting that creepy feeling. And I told April, I go, I can't see what's thrown who's what or who is throwing this at us? Me neither. So then another handful came after about another man. They got a little bit bigger, and you can hear them hitting. And I said, okay, I'm out of here. It's wow. enough for me. So I turned around, and we backed out, and we went and turned around and went back out the way. There was one last way, and thank God there was no trees on that side. And thank God he knew but, where uh, he was going. We got wow. out of there. And, uh, and, you know, can I say again, what, did I see a Bigfoot push it over and was smiling at me throwing rocks? No. No. But I have a good uh, – Good, good. I'm thinking that that maybe could have been a squatch, but uh, yeah. I tell you what, the rocks are getting bigger and bigger. And uh, uh, I thought, you know what, that I'm getting that feeling that I had years and years ago. Me too. That you know, like something's really watching you. So I said, yeah, I'm out of here. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna run. I'm not gonna. No. Be. I don't get scared too much. But it just when you're the only ones out there, it's spooky. It is spooky. You know. I mean, it, you're right. It is. I mean. Ladies and gentlemen, you got to imagine that you're out in the middle of the woods and you hear these encounters of, of, of these creatures throwing things at you. You don't know what their intentions are. And a lot of people are sitting there thinking, Grizzly, they're nice. They're, they want to hug you and kiss you and all that. Whatever, ladies and gentlemen, I don't I don't trust that. All right. You know, your dog can turn on you. OK, yes. Oh, I know yeah. you grew up with them. Right. 
everybody tells me they're friendly grizzly they they love you okay i get that yours are nice the ones i hear are not nice so i'm not going to take my chances right i love my life i got a second outlook now so okay yeah so we'll, right we'll deal with that all right yeah <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know i've heard the same thing grizzly uh you know i and I, i'm not knocking nobody for that some people say oh they're cuddly i've heard them say that about bears Oh, they won't hurt you. They're just curious. They won't attack you. You just got to talk to them and be nice. You can do all you want. I'm not doing that. I'm not going to go up to the bear saying, can you give me a kiss? Yo, nice puppy. That ain't going to yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, and and yeah. I, I think that these, you, you get, I mean, even as human, human beings, we, uh, the human race, there's good and bad in us. And I'm sure it's good and bad in all the other creatures on this well, planet. Absolutely, so you, I agree you don't that. know what you're going to get, but I think if you're in their territory, they're going to let you know. And maybe something was passing through where we were at, or we were passing through where, where they didn't want us at. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's probably what happened. Now I've been out in these woods a lot around my hometown over the years. Cause I was the type that would, you know, go grab some beers, get a couple of people. I want to go up to the woods and hang out for a little bit and overlook. And we talked about it earlier and just overlook the, the ocean and the lights of the city. It's picturesque mm -hmm. and go way up in the woods and sit out there till late in the wee hours of the night. You know, I love doing right, that. Right. But, um, you know, a lot of times in the early eighties, I heard some weird noises, uh, you know, maybe he had a tree move around in the bushes, something throwing a, a rock out. At, you know, I, I just always discount it because we're teenagers. Just even think about it, you know. It's, it's just, it's, it's not Bigfoot related. Now when I look back at it, geez, how many times I was out there and these creatures are probably around, you know. It, it's, right, it's crazy. Right. Now, I got to tell you a story that I tell on the last few podcasts that really spooked me. Um, really bad. And, and I didn't even get to see this creature. And I, and I can get on to the other one that I did see, but um, I was up with my second wife, and this was back in uh, around the mid-90s, right, 96. And we were up there, you know, we had met a year before, and, you know, we're overparked uh, as you come back down the hill overlooking the, you know, by the San Cruz Mountains, overlooking the coast and all that, and uh, just a little pool off. And we were sitting there, and uh, my window had broken. I'm a glass man, but I, I worked in the glass trade since 82. So I was, I put and installed glass and anything. You got shower doors, cars, whatever, houses. So anyway, um, I had broke the window. So that day I had put a piece of plexiglass and wedged it up so I can get the glass ordered. And yeah. it worked. I just took my little plexiglass, cut a pattern, and it fit like a glove. <laughs> so it wasn't real stable, but it was up there and blocked in. So we were sitting there. And we had came back from cruising the mountains like I like to do and came back from over the hill and, uh, you know, San Jose area. So we we're coming back to our hometown and uh, we parked there and we were there about 10, 15 minutes and uh, had the music low. I had cracked a beer and just sitting there enjoying it and chatting. And all of a sudden this boom hit that plexiglass and jerked part of it out the top. And I looked and there was a dirt. If you had a big dirt cloud, like from an orchard or somewhere, yeah, and you yeah. smack that, it breaks in like three pieces. When I found outside the door, when I went to look out, there was a little like spot, just like if a bird hit the window and you see feathers right. stuck there. Right. And I thought, what the heck? You know, here I am, Mr. Macho Man. You want to get out and see the <laughs> heck's mess with me? Although there's nobody around, no cars come by, nothing. You know, I'm probably about 12:31 a.m. So I get out of the car and immediately. I look up and I heard some movement on the backside because a rocket came from the driver's side going down the hill. And then it was a, it's a, it's a cliff that goes down road. And then the mountain goes up behind me and it's about a 50 foot little 
cliff there and it kind of gradually goes up but it's like a little meadow kind of on the edge of a cliff and there was a big fern tree there a big uh, pine tree and it was shaking a little bit and the rocks were coming down off that hill a little bit like something had just been there ah. but the rock did not come from the backside. there's no way it could have came back did a u-turn and hit my window right yeah boomerang effect i mean right. them dirt clouds don't do boomerang effects so now that immediately i had the, that feeling of being watched in and like get out of here or something. I don't know what, but just a, a bad vibe. And uh, I got spooked. I looked up. I go, what the heck is that? She goes, what'd you see? I go, I don't know. The bush is moving, but I don't see nobody there, you know? So uh, I looked down and here's this dirt clod just broken in three pieces. And it looked like it was just a hard, hard dirt clod that just broken a couple pieces. And it was, you know, about softball size, but oh, it scared the hell out of me. When you're yeah. sitting there, quiet getting that little mojo and the music going to your lady and all of a sudden uh, boom <laughs> i almost jumped out of my shoes <laughs> and uh so i looked around and i had a, i had looked towards the way the rock should have or could have came from or it probably did come from and you had that feeling again of something being watched so i'm thinking there's two different things going on here and i don't know before we got here if they were communicating or on a hunt or what but Something don't want me here. I can feel it. So she's like, you know what? Let's just get out of here. I go, well, I think that's a good idea. So we got in the car and the window, I kind of popped back in and it was still holding in there a little bit and uh, started up that old car. It was just a chunker that we used to beat on and uh, down the road we went. But I'll tell you what, when that thing hit, it scared the hell out of me. Well, I can I imagine. Mean, it, it just, uh, it woke me right the heck up. I mean, <laughs> that little relaxed mood just went out the door. I mean, oh, yeah, I uh, yeah. ruined my oh, whole night from moving. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, but, I know. But, what what a killer! But <laughs> I don't know what to do <laughs> that. Killer. I don't. I don't think there's anybody messing around down there. It's late at night. <laughs> it's just. Uh, I, I, it's 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 there's nobody around there. Period. I mean, so. what I mean, see, and this is what I'm talking about, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, yeah, you think little Johnny's out there doing that? There's no way. No. I mean, mm -mm. I mean, come on. I mean, there's something out there doing this. I mean, there has to be. I mean, not only do we have, you know, prints and tracks. Yes, I know. Somebody's out there going, yeah, somebody made them. Yeah, okay, I'm down with that. Yes, we can account for X amount. We can break them down to percentages. We can write them off every many, so many thousands or fakes and hopes. We can do that. We can do the math. But you're still going to come down to the point where you cannot explain these encounters just like he's talking about and this is how yep. many years ago yeah this is back in 96 so ladies and gentlemen 96 and i'm still hearing the same encounters today from all sure. across the world this is not the yeah. only time so yeah. yeah so what other stuff has happened to you i mean you, you're on a yeah. roll and you got me well going. Uh, I know that personally to me, I mean, I got all kinds of stories. I can talk all night. I mean, I heard them. I take them. I still continue to take uh, a lot of encounters and stories from different people. But uh, the one that I actually seen physically with my own two eyes, or as you say in Spanish, ojos, um, I was uh, with a little friend of mine, and uh, one of my friend's brothers, and a little homeboy. I go, hey, you know what? I'll grab some beer and throw them back. I had my own business, John's Auto Glass. You know, I was in the glass uh -huh. tree for years. So I had a little Toyota pickup with a little camper show. I'd put my windows and slide in and out with my little uh, rack I built. And I would go out and do Auto Glass. <laughs> so I took that out and I go, I'll 
open the slider. We'll go way up on the hill. It's about 5,500 feet up there. And we were up by Loma Prieta with an earthquake hit in my hometown, which scared the hell out of me in 89. But we were out just cruising the roads, you know, from probably, oh, I don't know, probably 9, 10 at night all the way until we started coming back down. Uh, and then we were going to go back to the Gilroy side and come back out and then come back to my hometown and watch them go down 152. So on the way down, after many hours of driving around, we stopped and we had to relieve ourselves, you know, and we weren't just driving around drinking beer in the car or anything. We would pop over and sit a little bit, maybe have one smell of nowhere. So we were just out there having fun. This is 97. So as we're coming back the, the, the back down side of the Gilroy side of the hill, and there have been other reports around this area, which I'm sure I can, you know, let you know later, you can look up, but, uh, I, I, pull over to use a restroom on this little bend and it was a little bit of a clearing there and the, it was a bright moonlight i never forget that just a moonlit bright full moon um and we pulled over to use the restroom and um and you know we got off about 10 foot from the car and we're looking at the hill and it's black just dark stuff and the moonlight coming down and we're looking around and uh chit chatting for a minute i wasn't there maybe 30 seconds you know we're leaving ourselves and and, and this guy don't stutter. And all of a sudden he looks up and, and my nickname's JD. And he goes, JJ, what's wrong with you, man? What's he stuttering for? He points up. And that's when I looked up and I seen this. It had to be at least nine foot tall, over four foot wide shoulder uh, from yeah. about the waist up. This huge looking behemoth of, I mean, I still can't believe how big this thing was. It, it just don't seem comprehensible in my mind. Every time I think about it in my mind, because it replays. And this thing was just sitting there, and all you could see was shoulders and a little hump. There was really no neck. Just look up, just huge. The shoulders were what got to me. It just massive. And it was just standing there in the moonlight, the silhouette. You couldn't see the face because it was facing us coming down the hill, about a 45-degree angle. There's a road, small road, one car lane. And then it goes back down probably 500 feet, you know, and down till you get down the bottom there. And, um, and it was a little corner that comes around almost into a u-turn we had pulled off right by there so you had a little bit of a clearing through the the creek little creek that comes down there and this thing started swaying i didn't even know but my friend had already jumped in the truck he was already in there i didn't know it until i turned around <laughs> um and and i looked up and i had probably a long neck beer bottle but i had about that much left just like one sip left and i don't know why i did this but i just went hey and I yelled because I wanted to see if it, and I go, hey, and I wanted to see if it started to stop because it was swaying all of a sudden. It stopped and started grunting and it started swaying again. And I threw my beer bottle up and when it clanked, it stopped and it didn't sway anywhere. It started grunting and grunting, deep gully grunts. And then I heard crunching. I didn't see it physically walking toward me, but it started crunching like it was coming down. That's when I hightailed it right there, Father. I said, I'm done. I mean, this all happened wow. in 15, 20 seconds. It scared the heck out of me. I got back to my truck. I had the window down. Demon rolled up. I started the truck. We had a stick shift, so you ain't going to go that fast. And <laughs> you can only go anyway on this one-lane, bumpy, gravelly road. You can only go about 15, 20 miles an hour max. So I got back in that truck of mine and uh, started motoring down the hill. And I was, I was just shocked. I couldn't even talk. And uh, as we started getting down the hill a little ways, I realized my window was down, rolled it up. And, you know, them Toyota lights aren't the brightest, you know, back in the day. 
And my friend said, shit, I, oh, excuse me, he goes, shoot, I forgot to zip up, man. I think, yeah, what the heck was that? He would, <laughs> he would flabbergast it. I mean, he was just didn't know what he was seeing. And he never believed in that. He does now. <laughs> yeah. But um, what got me was a size. Whenever I look back at it, I mean, you can look in your house and look at the ceiling. This thing just, I, I, I told you on the phone, my dad, you know, would go around to all these wrestling events. He knew a lot of the wrestlers personally. And I met Andre a handful of times. And I remember as a kid, Andre would put his hand over me and go, little Montoya. This thing made Andre look like a midget. I mean, wow. it, it was just humongous. And I, ever since then, now I'm not a, uh, I'm not a knower. I'm a believer and a knower. I know everything. I, it, they exist, period. Yeah, they do. They're out there. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But the size, wow. if I replay this grizzly in my head over and over, the size of it was unbelievable. And, and I hear the bigger than that say, up in, you know, other places. I've heard stories. Yeah. And, I just, and people I, say, how do they exist in, in our world and not be seen? So, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you know, uh, my comments have stopped on my screen. So that's why I put that out there. I've got a separate monitor, so I do apologize. That's when I'm answering any questions. Uh, I'm like, how come nobody's talking? And I'm oh. looking to my right, and everybody's, like, carrying on conversation. So I do apologize. Uh, Samantha, Laurel, Sean, everybody, welcome to the show. Uh, I do apologize, but, but evidently the program I'm using, it's not working. So uh, carry on. Uh, I do yep. love everybody. I'm, I'm not ignoring you all, so thank you all. But no, really, you know, they do exist. But, yep. you know, how can they live amongst us? And, you know, I asked in, you know, like Laurel. I asked Laurel and I asked the one of her, her, her dear friends that I talked to, you know, I mean, how do you live with these? You know, and they're like, we just don't think nothing of it. You know, we've been around them for so long. And so, you know, as kids and so forth, we, you know, it's second nature. And it's like, <laughs> it's unbelievable. You know, and and they gift them, they give them apples, and uh, and they got one uh, that they had problems with that comes that's not a member of the family that hangs out that uh, they had to deal with before. I mean, it's just stories like this, and and stories like encounters like you, and people are like, "Yeah, right." And I'm like, "No, I'm telling you, this stuff is real." And they're like, "Whatever." And There's like, no. always going to be the doubters. I mean, yeah. I've got friends that grew up with me around my hometown that I could tell a story to a hundred times and they're still, nah, it's not true. You keep chasing that furry rug and I'll go to a concert. They're not out there. And right. You, right. They ain't going to change their mind. That's just, that's their mentality and that's the way they're going to be. And that's fine. I'm, I'm okay with that. But you know what though? It's people like us and you all that people are out here that are watching the show or going to rewatch it or paying attention, you know, are saying, I'm not alone. I'm not right. crazy. There's right. somebody right. else that believes me that these things are real. 100%. And, 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 that, and that's what makes a difference for me. And that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Now, I'm not the type of person that says, okay, for you to join my group, you got to believe in this. I'm not that way. OK, because everybody has their own perspective on their own view on this beast, uh, animal, Sasquatch, whatever dog, man, whatever creature, cryptid you want to believe in. I mean, we we don't have an answer. Who's an expert? Tell me. Show me. I want to see it. 
That's right. I, yeah. I don't like that word expert. I never have. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's people they have a little more knowledge than other people that's been doing this or researching for a long time. Someone that's jumped in the field. Uh, but I believe it's everybody contributes and we all have to learn from that. And, and everybody that's studying and doing research like you, me, and everybody out there that's right. watching this, we all contribute in one sense or the other. I mean, and right. we all learn from each other. Mm-hmm. Right. And I had a conversation with Ron Moorhead and uh, and he came out with that book, Quantum Physics or Quantum yep. Mechanics, whatever he came out with. I quantum Physics. Yeah. yeah. Or the Quantum Bigfoot. Yeah. Quantum Quantum. Quantum Bigfoot. I'm sorry, Mr. Moorhead. I apologize. <laughs> we had that conversation, and uh, he's one of my admins in one of my Facebook groups, and uh, yep. and I respect him a whole lot because he has a lot of years, you know, the samurai chatters, Sarah sounds, and we can go on and on just, just with him alone. And he told me, he said, Grizzly, If you would have told me 40 or 50 years ago, the stuff that people are telling me now, I would tell you you're crazy. There's no way. But now I have to step back and now not think outside the box. But now we have to look over the box and see what's going on, because there are things in this world that we are not understanding that there are things happening that we do not understand why they're happening. You know, I mean, when we're getting reports that people are seeing half of a Bigfoot run across a hiking trail, Mm -hmm. I mean, what in the world is that? When Bigfoot can stand uh, behind a tree and walk and step behind another tree and disappear. Is that a portal? Is that another dimension? Is that another vibration? Vibration level is that you know? I mean, where do we go with this? I mean, I mean, where does it go? It's it's just more rabbit holes. So right, right, and, that, and that's it, why he came out with that book. And right. and it's finally, it's like somebody is listening. It's not just Grizzly making stuff up. You know, you <laughs> got to think outside and around the box. And I agree yeah. with Mister Moorhead. There's more to it than yeah. the science. There is. There's more to what human beings know it has to be yeah i mean it's it's strange when these footprints disappear again i'm in the flesh and blood camp but i still wonder like you said how did these footprints just disappear and people do see them uh well on expedition bigfoot i've met a lot of the cast uh, and i know a lot of people from out there and uh russ the great guy i met mariah this last year but when they had that Look like a Bigfoot down by the riverbed, just it looked like a Bigfoot, shadow, like a shadow, and it just shadow, disappeared. And it disappeared. Thank you. I don't have no explanation for that. Now that they would convince either. that would convince me that if this and I, I've met Ron Moorhead twice down in Gatlinburg, I think, and at my buddy Abe's uh, function in Minnesota Bigfoot conference mm-hmm. up northern Minnesota, and he's interesting, and and, and I've read his book, and I, I'm just uh, again, it was hard for me to fathom, but when I see that clip, I'm thinking. There might be more to this. You just don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't have no explanation for it, but it sure looks like a hunched over Bigfoot just disappearing. And that's what I'm saying. You, and that's what I try to explain to people. Just because you don't experience that or encounter right. that, and somebody else does, does not mean it did not happen. Right. So right. we got to take things with a grain of salt and understand things. That's why when people come to me and they say, Grizzly, is this photograph or video real? 
number one, I did not take it. Number two, I wasn't there. So right. that takes me out of everything, right? Because right. I wasn't. And I don't know. Because right. with AI and technology and everything oh. else, man, you never oh, know man. anymore. CGI and the whole, I mean, it wasn't like that in the sixties. I mean, you got the honey Island swamp monster from way back, which it looks a little skinnier back in the sixties. Right, it right. looks kind of struggly, but still, I mean, there wasn't people in suits out there for sure. The Paris and Gimlin film, that just blows me away every time I look at it. And as we can enhance that film, it's just unbelievable to see how the muscle movement, the bulges. I mean, we went over that a lot of conference, how they noticed that bulge in the bottom leg and the muscle. And oh, I mean, everything, everything. it's crazy. Yeah, it I is. mean, it is. But the, the but the CGI aspect. I mean, when you add all that in nowadays, it's it's hard. You know, some of them look pretty good, but uh, you know, the older films, you can't fake that. There's just no way. No, and, and and that's why today, when you look at these YouTube videos or people posting this videos, it, it's hard to really to say whether it's real or not. And I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. You know, unless unless you are well known out in the field like one of us or somebody that's in the community that releases footage and you say, hey, look, I know John. John is not going to fabricate this video. He took this. I know it's real. He's not going <laughs> to manipulate it. Right. Right, you know? right. But people that don't know John be like, oh, man, he's another <laughs> moron, you know, trying to make his 15 minutes of fame. Right, you know, right. to get his sure. hits on YouTube. Yeah. So, and it's sad because it ruins it for people. But not only that, but it also ruins it for those people that actually do and does have those encounters that yeah. don't know where to turn to and that want to talk, that need to talk. But they see those people that get humiliated and made fun of. And they're like, I'm not coming forward. I'm right. not saying I saw that. Uh-uh. Mm-mm. Nope. Nope. I'm not talking. That's crazy. Uh, You're John, right. John got oh John got skinned alive in that Facebook group. I'm keeping my <laughs> mouth shut. Nope. I didn't see that. Oh, nope. I'm good. And that happens all the time. Yeah, it does. It does. And you know, you get all you get a lot of blurry pictures. Sometimes people put the circles around them. Uh caught myself doing it a couple times. I thought, I don't need to do this. Either they see it or they don't see it. You know, it, it just, and, and again, I wasn't there. They weren't there in my pictures, so who knows? But if you have a story that leads up, and, and again, if you know the people that's been around and are credible, not just some guy down the road trying to make, you know, his claim to fame saying, hey, look, it's an alien. It looks like a tin can <laughs> with two eyeballs on it. You know? I, I get what you're saying. But, uh, you know, right, but, right. It, it's, it's the credible ones that have a story with it, maybe some footprints. Maybe, you know, if they got DNA, that'd be awesome. But footprint story behind it that leads up. And then you get some kind of picture that collaborates with the photo. It gives you something to go on. It still can be, eh, you know, you could take it, like you said, with a grain of salt. Yeah, for me, it's okay. Another yeah. one's like, wow, that one is amazing. And then you got some of the new CGI stuff. You're like, well, that looks amazing, but I don't know. You know, I mean, it's it just doesn't, something's off. Right. Well, I mean, who's that famous baseball announcer or that or announcer that died and they brought him back and they they uh, put him up in the booth and he announced the show and there was like, ah! and they, and I they, didn't hear that one. actually. Yeah. 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 Who was that? I, I, I have to look to my comments over here. It's a little bit slow. Who was that famous guy, the announcer that they brought? Back uh, to life? Uh, it was for the Dodgers, I think. 
I yeah. thought I heard. I, yeah. I thought it, I'm a Dodger fan. I thought yeah. I heard some of that, but I didn't yeah. really click on. I was doing something. But so everybody yeah. like freaked out. I'm waiting to see if somebody types it on the YouTube channel. But uh, it's a little couple of seconds delay. Uh, yeah. Ben Scully. Yeah, West yeah. Coast. Yeah, Ogden. yeah. Okay, ben Scully. Was, yeah. Thank you. Now so, I heard some uh, about that Grizzly, and I. Yeah, did, I, I mean, I'm a Dodger fan. People, yeah, and I'm a twin. <laughs> they yeah. lost their minds. Now, now I love Bruce Willis. Okay, I love Bruce Willis to death. I'm a diehard fan. Okay, okay. My, oh, yeah. my heart goes out to his family. My heart goes out to his friends and everybody that's associated with him. I'm sorry for what he's going through and what he's going and battling with right now. But mm -hmm. they are taking him. And they're going to immortalize him and they're going to make movies with him for eternity. The new Indiana Jones. Oh. They are going to make him look like him when he did when he was younger. They are taking these actors and they're going to make them look like they were when we first knew them when they were young and make movies with them. That's so wild. This is the technology that we're talking about. So this is why I said it's so hard to validate anymore unless you know where the source came from. Prime example, ladies and gentlemen. Somebody got me into uh, uh, disc golf, okay? Uh, and that's very hard sport to do in my condition. But, you know, I'm, I'm trying. It's fun. Gets me out and about. And the park I go to is in the woods. I mean, it's in and out of the woods, Okay. And uh, somebody goes with me. And uh, anyways, one of my discs went way off course. I didn't know that certain discs does certain things. And certain numbers on discs means it goes certain directions when you throw them. I learned the hard way, okay? I learned. So I had to go way off track into the bushes to get this disc. I'm not losing my disc. So when I was coming out of the bushes, I was well, of course, and I'm walking up this hill. And it is a very steep hill, and I was having problems. And I looked down, and I'm like, you got to be joking. I'm like, there's no way. I was like, that is not what that is. So I keep going. And I'm like, there's another one. I'm like, now look at it. And, and the person with me is like, what are you looking at? I'm like, nothing. And I keep walking. And I look, and about another, I don't know, five, six feet. And there was a better looking picture of what I thought, what I was thinking I was looking at. And I'm like, man, there is no way. I know that I know what I'm looking at. So I'm like trying to pull my cell phone. I'm hurting. Okay. Cause I'm walking up this hill. Cause I, you know, I got a bad back cause of my injury. I'm hurt. I'm trying to pull my cell phone out and I'm, I'm taking a picture. They're like, what are you taking a picture of? I'm like, Oh no, I'm texting. Somebody's, you know, it's about a show. And I got a picture of it. So I walk up and I'm like, I'm out of breath. And I'm like, you know, they're like, hey, there's a park bench to have a seat. So we're sitting there on the park bench and in this tree, 60 to 70 yards away in this bush starts shaking. And this person with me is like, look, there's an animal in that bush over there shaking that tree. And I'm like, this is not happening. So I'm like trying to pull my cell phone out and I'm like, and I'm fumbling. My heart's racing. And I'm like, this is going to be Grizzly's moment. This is going to be my moment. And I, I cannot grab my cell phone. And I'm trying. And it's stuck in my pocket. And about this time, a squirrel runs out. 
was like, oh, it's just a squirrel. And I'm sitting there going, that is not a squirrel shaking that dang on tree <laughs> that big. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh-huh. the top of that tree, maybe. But the yeah. base of that tree, there ain't no way in hell no. that tree shaking by that squirrel. And they're like, let's go. I'm like, ah. I'm like, all right. So we, and I, I, I kept walking backwards, trying to look, trying to look. So I did get photographs. And when I went back and uh, I didn't tell anybody I, what, what I took pictures of, and I sent them to a few people. And I said, what do you see? And I sent them. And I just wanted validation and make sure I wasn't crazy. Because what is it called when you look at something, pareidolia or pareidolia? Yeah, 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 where your mind thinks you see right. something, but it's not especially with pictures and images. So I wanted to make sure that I was not thinking, okay, that's what I was seeing. And they were like, dude, where'd you get this at? I'm like, what do you see? They're like, you know what I'm looking at. I'm like, no, tell me what you see. They're like, you got an adult Sasquatch walking with the juvenile. And I'm like, what? what I'm like, what do you mean a juvenile? They're like, look to the left. And I was like, what do you mean look to left? And they circled it. And they sent it back to me. I'm like, oh, my God, I didn't see that one. Right. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there was yep. a smaller one walking with the adult. So, wow. And, were, and it just got done raining in a couple of days prior during this time I went out to this park. So that's why I was walking up the hill while they left a few tracks. Right. So it was interesting. So now that, that, I got some validation, cool. but I didn't catch the juvenile one. Right. So, yes, yeah, yeah. but it is very distinctive, the juvenile one, which I missed because I was focusing on the other one. See, right. I had right. nobody else look at it. But once again, th- I mean, this is a park. That, it opens up at six o'clock every morning yeah. you know, to the public. And yeah, it's in the woods. And people run, jog, whatever, play disc golf, whatnot. So, yes, it right. does happen. But yeah, that term. But like I said, technology and all that other stuff, man, it's crazy what's out there. Really. And that's that's kind of cool. I know we talked a little bit about that earlier on the phone. And, uh, you know, like I told you, I, they travel these, I believe they travel these waterways and creeks and use them like highways. But it's, again, a lot of people, there's some, not a lot, but some people think they got to be way out in the woods. They're not around civilization. I, I think that's totally wrong in my mind. I could be wrong, but I believe they travel right through some of these towns. I got, I live in a town of 500 people here. I got a state park three miles from me to the north. I got nothing but farm fields surrounding this town, a little creek out to the to the south. And on each side of me, ponds and, and little towns on each side, uh, you know, about 20 miles away. But there's so much around here. And, uh, you know, they could come right through here at night. I know it had to be, what, a year, two years ago? For two. About two now. Yeah. Again, I told you about the scream we heard way down the southern part. We were out here one night, and I had my little psionics out and look at the sky. We had a bonfire going. I got a big pit. And right. It was close to midnight. Just enjoying it. I heard this scream that sounded similar to the one I seen down way down south. You know, well, way down, but an hour away. But and, and it sounded about 20, 25 seconds again, like that someone getting off or something, just a loud scream. But it went on for a little longer than the one I heard down in our research area. And I looked at April and said, that is strange. And it came down by that creek, which is, you know, maybe about a half a mile away from us here. And I thought, that's wild. I've lived here for 23 years at the time, 21. And I've never, mm-hmm. never heard nothing like that around here. That was, so either something was happening to somebody or that was a squatch. 
or maybe a dog man. Who knows what it was? But yeah, it was. See, that's the thing. We don't know, right? I don't. I don't. But it was odd. And it, it, it was odd. That's all I got to say. But they, they, I believe that they're a lot closer to civilization than some people think. Yeah, they are. Now, where I live, it, 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 it's it's northern Kentucky. There's there's a lot of woods. And there's a big lake next to this park that's it is wooded, okay? So that is – so let's set the scenery for you, for everybody sure. to, uh, to picture that up. Uh, but I do believe in that. Uh, I, I've heard that they are in outside suburban areas. I heard mm-hmm. them going into cities. Uh, mm-hmm. Why? I don't know. I heard uh, – we've seen them on TV, on TV shows, them dumpster diving. So – and I've heard yes. them say they do that. So I don't know. Uh, we so, are encroaching on their land. We right. are building, like you said. We are expanding. So, yeah, I mean, it, every anything's possible anymore. I mean, if, if they are walking in and out of dimensions, I mean, who knows? I mean, portals, some people say portals exist. I mean, I yeah. had one woman I interviewed. Uh, she goes to this park, and she walks her dog religiously. You know, uh, every other day at this time, I mean, constantly and in between this park there is a six-lane highway and i'll never forget interviewing her and she said uh for some reason i had to wear my rain boots and she said i don't know why i wore my rain boots because it was sunny but she said i was told to wear my rain boots and i was like well that's weird i'm like okay so she says i was walking my dog and all of a sudden uh i got turned around and it got dark and I'm like, well, what do you mean it got dark? She said, I don't know. I got lost. And I, I just like stepped off trail and I don't know where I was at. And uh, so I was like, okay, so I know my direction. So I went and I was like, okay, I parked my car this way. So if I walk this way, I'll, I'll, I'll hit the parking lot. So she walked 47 minutes in that direction. And she said when she walked, she freaked out. She stopped. And I'm like, what? She said, I ran into the highway. I'm like, what do you mean you ran into the highway? She was like, I was on the opposite end of the highway. I was like, well, how'd you get there? She said, I have no idea. I didn't cross it. Huh. And she says, wow. but I was standing in water. And I was like, what? <clears throat> She's like, yeah, I was, uh, I was like in a swampy area. And wow. she said, wow. she's like, and I, I remember because my boots, one of my boots had a hole in it and my right foot got soaking wet with water. And, hmm. and I had to cross the, and it was weird because it took me forever to get across the highway with my dog and it was unsafe and it scared me and I didn't go back for the longest time. And she was like, and I was watching all these shows and I was in all these Facebook groups. And I, you know, and then people were talking about portals and I don't know if I stepped into one and, and, uh, and, you know, she was trying to make sense of it. And I'm thinking, well, maybe there's some reality to this. Maybe she did step into a portal and, and just like warped across the highway. I don't know. That's 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 crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. I mean, so what do you do when somebody tells you that? No, lady, you're, you're, you're crazy. That didn't happen. Right. Yeah. I mean, come yeah. on, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, that's a pretty wild story. Uh, I've yeah. never personally heard. I mean, I've heard stories and seen them on a lot of these groups and uh, you know podcasts, but never had someone personally tell me that 
hey, I walked here and ended up uh, two miles away. And I've heard of UFO stories that, you know, of course, Travis Walton is one of them where he disappeared and they showed back up in a phone booth and he wasn't Superman. He was stock <laughs> naked, but that, that was, uh, <laughs> that, that would be wild. Now, I mean, the stuff he's seen. Right, you know, right, and when right. I grew up, you know, around the Santa Cruz area, my cousin had a friend that was related to him and, I guess he showed up one day over there in the, in the 80s and was going about his story back then. I wish I would have been there, but uh, I never met Travis Walton, but that'd be a, a person I'd like to meet. I remember the movie Fire in the Sky, but again, getting yeah. back off the subject, getting on the portholes, though, that's, uh, I, I mean, I, do I think they exist? I think there's a great possibility, dude. I just don't know how it interacts with the, the Sasquatch phenomena, if it, or if it does, put it that way. Who knows? Well, you know, and here's another thing, John. You know, people say, well, I think Bigfoot and UFOs go hand in hand. And, you, you know, and you say, why? And they're like, well, either I see a UFO before Bigfoot or after mm -hmm. Bigfoot. And, right. you know, what do you tell people? No, that's not true. You know, there's no way they're related. I mean, we don't know, you know, so right. that's that's their encounter. You know, same right. thing with right. Bigfoot and orbs. You know, sure. you, you hear people that see orbs and they see Bigfoot or they see eye shine and they then they see orbs. You know, right. I'm yeah, you know, I mean, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen, deer do not stand, you know, 10, 12 feet in the air and looking at you and self-illuminate their eyes. I used to be a deer hunter. I know. OK, I know what that I know. looks like, ladies and gentlemen. So, yeah, <laughs> you know what yeah, I'm saying? That, that they don't. They don't. Uh, yeah. You know, so. I mean. Yeah, but the portal, I mean, I, like I said, again, I, Ron Moorhead's big on the quantum Bigfoot. Um, and I've watched some of the shows where, you know, some of them claim, not Ron, but some of the people claim that the trees can be portholes and they move into this area and move out to another area. I mean, I'm not saying it's impossible, but the Bigfoot and the UFO theory, I, I can kind of maybe see that happening, you know, depending on which way you want to go with this. You know, if you're on the flesh and blood or you think that maybe the alien species uh, had a hybrid uh, type of ape or human and maybe Who knows? brought them back here. You know, and there's all kinds of theories out there, but I mean, that's always a possibility. You know, the dog man aspect, that totally blows me away. And I know they're not the nicest from what I've heard and the stories I've gathered. I had the dog man, a friend of mine had a dog man encounter. Uh, I used to do cells. I told you around the area. Right, kind of right. A little bit. One of the managers don't believe in nothing. Young kid, about 38. And about five years ago, mm -hmm. he pulled me aside and when he told me a story. It just happened right past the state park I got, about a half mile from there. So that kind of spooked me. I sit out back all the time when the cornfield's up about eight foot high and it's only 12 foot from my fence line. So I've seen deer poke its head through and coyotes, but I don't want a dog man out back. No, but, uh, no. He had uh, seen one of these things cross the road from him. It was about seven foot tall when he was coming home from his grandma's 100 acres, right? To, like I said, probably about four miles out of town here. And he said this thing crossed the road. It looked like a wolf, but it when it crossed the road, it stood up and then it walked into the cornfield and stood up right by the edge of the cornfield and was tall as corn. And it had red glowing eyes, a long snout, kind of had a smile to its face. And it, he said long claws, long arms. Beat out like a basketball yeah. player yeah, and it just stared at him. I go, what'd you do? He goes, I got the heck out of there. What do you think I did? I'd never seen that in my life. But he told me a story. So I had him come out until April. I was you know, doing my sales with Procter & Gamble. And I told him, you know what? You got to hear the story. So he came out and I told April before he got there, this is the guy that doesn't believe in Jack Squat. Yeah. He don't believe in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot. He don't even believe in bazooka bubblegum. I mean, this guy don't believe in nothing. <laughs> but I'll tell you what. 
he's a believer now. Uh, and he told her the same story. And uh, I got his name. I don't know if he still works there, but I'd like to get an interview with him. I've just jotted down a story. That would be that's awesome. Good. Yeah. But I mean, it, it, it's people like that that don't believe and they actually have an encounter. And then they go man. around to everybody like, man, you ain't going to believe what I saw. And you're, and they're like, yeah, right. Okay. Right. All these years. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. Uh -uh. The bad thing yeah. is it did happen four miles to my north. And like I said, I sit out back quite a bit when we're around here on the weekends, if there's nothing oh, going wow. on or any other concert. So when the corn gets tall, I've been out in there taking pictures and doing stuff. And, uh, oh, and yeah. I'll, uh, for another show or when we talk, I'll tell you some stories around here, but about other stuff I that we get caught. scared. See, there, there's your theme music right there. I'd be scared. Right. Yep. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't sit out with you at the bonfire. No. Oh, the bonfire is inside. Yeah. Oh, fence. okay. Okay. That's I don't think that'll matter. I know. <laughs> That's different now. That's different. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, man. I see. I grew up with the Children of the Corn movies. I don't know about anybody else. Watching. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that that scared me. But see, oh yeah, dog man right down the road. Yeah, the yeah. That's, that's a little different, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, we had an Australian on the show the other night. She is a psychic, and she was like, "Dogman, what is a dogman?" I was like, "Oh no, let me Google." And she didn't know what <laughs> cornhole was or beer pong. And uh, we, it, ladies and gentlemen, do not ever go to YouTube and type in. Uh, cornhole without typing in cornhole game i'm <laughs> glad i did not do that live uh, and i had a separate screens i about died I like, i'm glad i was not live doing that but yeah so we were educating this australian in the bush about a dog man bigfoot and she was like well we got yowie i'm like i know we got yowie and we're telling her about bigfoot dog man she was like in yeah. like Oh my god you know like this thing's running around like yeah it's running around <laughs> and she's like you know she's like and this then she called it a puppy dog i was like it's not a puppy dog it's a dog you don't want a puppet you don't want to pep it or a, a, a pet it You're right. yeah. yeah but it, it, it it's funny it's a funny show you got to watch so, I'll have to check that I'll out. Have to check it out. Yeah, yeah. It is. yeah, it really is. But uh, man, it, it's been a pleasure, you all. Uh, I, I've been honored to have you all. I've been wanting to have you all on the show for the longest time. I really have. Thank you all for coming on. I really do. Well, well we appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for the invite. Well, hopefully we can do this yeah, again absolutely. and talk a lot more and elaborate a little more. So I really appreciate the. the oh, the, absolutely. The, I, I love it. Yeah, I've been on the Yeah. 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 So uh, just, uh, just, you can talk. I could talk all night about this. If you had a four-hour show, it probably would be too short. Hey, man. <laughs> hey, let me tell you something. The way I roll, we can do a six-hour show nonstop, and people still be here watching. Uh, we done it before <laughs> one night. We had a marathon. Uh, they went to bed with us, and they woke up with us, and they're like, "What? Oh, wow! <laughs> wow. Yeah." All That's right, cool. ladies and gentlemen, uh, Midnight Sasquatchers, uh, welcome to the show. We had a good time. Uh, this is Grizzly on the Hunt from coast to coast, and we want to say goodbye and good night, everybody. We'll see you soon. Take care. Bye-bye.
It's a grizzly. Should we get out of here? No. We're gonna watch and listen. It's a grizzly. Oh, ship, should we run? <laughs> no. Action. It's a grizzly. Oh, shit. should we run? <laughs> okay. It's a grizzly. Are you sure it's not a chipmunk? It's a grizzly. Oh, money here. Huh. Maybe it is a chipmunk. It's a grizzly. Oh, Are we gonna die? I don't know. We're just gonna sit here and listen and watch. Let's get out of here, maybe. Oh! <laughs>